listening to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up and read the labels. Welcome to Wake Up and Read the Labels podcast. I'm going live today with Dr. Monisha Benoit. Now, she's an integrative medicine lifestyle physician and functional culinary medicine. So we're talking about food, right? And why food is so important. You guys, she says conventional healthcare failed her too. She was told nothing was wrong and her symptoms were just part of life. But guess what? She didn't listen to that. She's able to feel her best and help others live their best lives as well. Now, things we talk about is your overall well-being and setting intentions to create space for you. We also dive into those food additives or those weird ingredients we can't recognize and our bodies can't digest. Well, guess what? Dr. Bono talks about that these additives and these weird words, they're prohibiting the natural toxin removal system, meaning how your body's eliminating toxins on its own. When we're invading it with all these weird ingredients, you can't ever actually get rid of those toxins. Plus, we talk about how to know when your cells are angry, what signs and symptoms is your body expressing to you, and how do you identify these things, okay? Plus, 70% are disconnected where food is even coming from and what's on our plates. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Let's go. Dr. Manisha, are you a functional medicine doctor? I am a integrative lifestyle physician and functional culinary medicine chef and nutrigenomics biohacker. So I combine functional medicine with culinary medicine and lifestyle medicine. Okay, this is intriguing. There aren't many of you out there. Is that right? I don't know how many do functional culinary medicine because I feel like I literally just invented it, combining all my passions. But in functional culinary medicine, besides looking at the root cause of people's health issues, what I'm really focused on is how can they optimize their health with nutrition and what to cook and how do we incorporate some of these powerful plant foods and maybe even things like adaptogens into our everyday life. So I will cook with ashwagandha in my curries, or I will use more of the lion's mane mushrooms or something to make specific foods. So very specific and individualized and personalized to the patient. Okay. Well, we're going to back it up a ton because I know everyone listening is going, she puts what in her curry and she does what? So a lot of my um, followers are people who are shopping the grocery aisle because it says gluten-free and they're buying Premier Protein and Quest Bars because they're trying to meet their daily protein. So these are types of people who are on a quest to be healthier, but they really don't know where to start. They don't know what to look for. They don't even know necessarily what symptoms should be alarming. So when they come to me, they discover, oh my gosh, okay, now I found a clean protein and I am feeling a lot better, but they're still going to their doctors and they're getting prescribed medications and they don't actually know there's a different type of 
medicine or a different type of doctor out there. So can you please clarify the difference of, I guess, a functional medicine doctor, or you said you're culinary, like what, what is the difference and what does one get out of going to this different type of practice? Absolutely. So I am a conventionally trained medical doctor, so I am an MD, Okay. but in addition to being an MD where I trained in internal medicine, anatomic pathology, clinical pathology, and cytopathology, which is all about the body tissues and diseases that develop from that, I gained a big interest in how do we prevent all of this, right? Because once you've diagnosed so many cancers and you're seeing all these diseases and cancer in an 18-year-old with genetics that comes back normal, you're kind of begin questioning it, what's going on. And part of that came from, all right, why does my 18-year-old, she's not BRCA positive, why does she have breast cancer? I wanted to know, yeah. you know, so yep. delving into a more holistic approach is where I went into integrative medicine at the Andrew Wheel Center for Integrative Medicine is where I trained. And that to me is the umbrella for so many different types of holistic care. So functional to me falls under that botanicals, culinary medicine. So I did additional trainings in those. So when I'm looking at my patients. I have a very unique perspective because of all my background. So when somebody is looking for a provider, they kind of want to see what is their training? Are they officially trained? How well do they actually understand the human body? Because integrative can be a very broad word and a lot of people can use that. And at the end of the day, they're probably using multiple modalities in health and wellness that are incorporating mind, body, and spirit. But You want to see exactly what they're doing. So you realize, can they help me? Can they help me get to what I'm feeling? So what my symptoms are. Yeah. So if somebody is experiencing these symptoms or they're diagnosed with some chronic disease or autoimmune or anything, they're going to their doctor, they're running a regular panel, right? Nothing what we would call functional or just more intense. And then likely they're getting some type of prescription or some type of treatment, right? That is highly practiced here in America. But you're saying what you do and your difference is you're implementing foods, you're implementing environment, I guess, toxins and other things like that. Is that kind of how we simplify this? Absolutely. So I take a whole body approach. So I look at the conventional blood tests that they're doing, but rather than going, all right, this is elevated or this is abnormal and this is the drug that we are going to put on your symptoms, which is necessary sometimes, you know, it it is necessary, but medications in its own part are also toxins, right? So we want to look at what is causing your body to do this. Like why are your cells essentially angry? That's what I call them. So when you have symptoms, your cells are speaking out to you. They're angry and it's your choice to listen to them and go, all right, it's not normal to feel like my brain is foggy. It's not normal for me to feel that I'm fatigued all the time or I have muscle aches or joint pains or why do I have headaches? Is there something that I can actually control in a sense of my exposure to toxins, what I'm putting in my body, or maybe I need to move my body a little bit more. Is there something that I actually have control of? And I help them kind of understand the process of their body. 
Okay. So at the end of the day, you guys, there are more options than just going to the doctor and getting medication. And so you're talking about cells are angry. And I know that's something that you specialize in is the cellular health and the cellular care. But most people aren't thinking that they can feel their cells. And how do I even go about learning about my cells? So your kind of symptoms that you touched on was, hey, brain fog, fatigue, joint pain, headaches. Are there more? more concerns, more flags? Yeah, absolutely. I think we've come to a place where we're like, oh, it's normal to be bloated. It's normal to be constipated. Oh, okay, I have a skin rash or I have acne. This is a normal process or or I have PMS. No, that's your body communicating with you through your cells. So it serves you to go, all right, is there something that either... Maybe I'm eating something that is contributing to my headaches. Maybe it was my M&M's binge the other night. Maybe it's the medication that my doctor put me on where maybe a doctor will put you on something like a reflux medication for a couple of weeks, but now you've been taking it for five years, which you're not supposed to, or even something like a pain, like um, Celebrex. I have one patient who's been taking that for 20 years and she doesn't realize that that's what's affecting her gut. So now her gut has been damaged and trying to get people off their medications and supporting them in another way is, you know, I think it's our duty as doctors. We're there to address their symptoms in short. Yes, we want to give them something, but this is not a long-term solution. So rather than being a drug dealer, I really consider myself a fruit and veggie dealer. I'm, I'm, I'm giving I you the fruit that. and veggies to basically optimize your cellular health, right? So, and we talk about what are these ingredients. So we're talking about vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, gut health stuff. So what are the ingredients to make your personalized body work? And we do much more in-depth testing. So in the functional space, we are doing in-depth testing. So you can probably get that at quite a few doctors. However, you want to make sure that your doctor understands how to interpret the results. That is the big difference because integrative and functional doctors and even some patients now can order their own tests. But if you don't actually know how to interpret them, and how to address them in a way that can be measurable, then you could really go down the wrong path here. I know some patients I've seen, they'll order the test and then they'll go to the drugstore and then go, oh, I'm missing this, this, and this. Let me add this, this, and this to my little supplement regimen. And it doesn't quite work that way. Yeah. Okay. So I love this. You're a fruit and veggie dealer. <laughs> I guess I'm a, I'm a clean label dealer as well. So tell me, how do you think food has changed in the past 10 and 20 years? And how is that related to the increase in disease? Yeah. So not just the last 10 to 20 years, food has really been changing in the sense that one, we have less variety of food, right? So we had so many different seed varieties of fruits and vegetables, some like, I don't know how many years ago, but quite a few, maybe 50 to 60 years ago, we had so many different seeds for tomatoes, for greens, for, you know, all the food we eat. Now we're down to a handful that we're kind of living off of. So we've decreased our biodiversity and biodiversity is the strength for our gut microbiome and for what our body can be healthy for. So that's one thing. And then of course, we've gotten into the place of quick 
foods, right? So fast foods, mm-hmm. eating ultra quick processed foods. And we're not real, we've disconnected where our food is coming from and what's actually on our plate. What we have on our plates these days, this is not real food. When you actually have an experience where you're eating real food, you can see the shift in your body. Like, for example, I just held a five-day well-being retreat where everything was locally grown, plant-based, gluten-free, sugar-free. These women came totally depleted, no energy, pains, aches, everything. And in just five days of really allowing their body to nurture what the planet has given us, they're like, I can't believe this is possible. Because they were told it wasn't possible. They were told they need to have this medication to address this and this and that. So if you have an opportunity to have such an experience where you can immerse yourself in that, then you know, like my symptoms that I was feeling, that's not normal. And I know now I have the ability to address it. Yeah. Why do you suggest people to go gluten-free? Do they have to have a gluten intolerance or do you just suggest everyone? No, absolutely not. You don't need a gluten intolerance. But so I I usually say to my patients, well, if you're going to Paris, go and eat the bread. Oh, yeah. But what we have available in the U.S., unfortunately, it's dead food. It's dead. It's not live food. I mean, I have my mom who's shipping me persimmons from her tree that she grew. She has 125 persimmons on here. She's like shipping them to me. And you can taste the difference in real food. Like, At this point, I can taste pesticides on salad greens, especially in the doctors, like in the hospital, when you go to the hospital cafeteria, those salad greens, I can taste the pesticides on Mm -hmm. them. And this is what we're feeding our employees. This is what we're feeding our patients. It's once you start clearing out your taste buds and kind of realize you're like, what I've been eating is not real food. And when you start eating real food, guess what? Everything else becomes simpler because your cells have the things that they need to flourish. So your joint pains, your energy levels, your mood, everything starts changing because your cells are no longer angry. They have the ingredients they need. Yeah. And that's a big part of it when it comes to functional culinary medicine is how can we give our body what it needs because we're not doing it right now. Yep. They're thriving and they're healing. And I have so many people that come to me and say, you know, is clean eating right for me because I have arthritis? Is clean eating right for me because I'm, you know, trying to get pregnant? Is clean eating right for me? And they basically name their chronic disease or their symptoms that they're battling every day. And it's very difficult for me to explain to them like, hey, listen, you are battling that because you're not eating clean and like actually eating clean, eating foods made with real ingredients, eating less of those additives and those preservatives and the inflammatory oils and flowers and sweeteners. That's what's going to allow your body to make those symptoms go away and make yourself feel better and feel your ultimate self. So when is the right time to eat clean? It's now it's overcoming the food industry. Now tell me this, how do you keep your cells healthy? Is there, like you said, you can order a test to identify it, right? Mm-hmm. And then what? How do you how do you get in this remission or what do you do to remedy? Yeah, so it really depends on if we're looking at overall body cellular renewal or if we're looking at a targeted area. But at the end of the day, all your cells are communicating with each other. So you really want to take a 
whole body approach to this. And I do find the easiest part is always start with what do you enjoy doing first? So if you've always been an athlete all your life, all right, let's go in that direction and focus on some physical activities to help you remove toxins from your body. If you are somebody who loves being in the kitchen, let's rethink how we are putting food on our plate and providing it to our family. Let's really incorporate some mindfulness and intentionality behind what we are doing for ourselves. It's a very individual, personalized approach, but I think that's where really thinking about what is your priority. At the end of the day, I do think health should be everybody's priority. That's why I'm always like self-care is self-care. And if you do that, everything else will come with ease. If you understand what your body is saying to you and you give your body what it needs, you're able to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish in your life, whatever your goals might be. Yeah. So I see that you said everybody's kind of on autopilot. Is that right? Every day we're on autopilot. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So you wake up in the morning, you hit the alarm, you roll out of bed, you get ready for work, you go down, you heat your coffee, you send the kids off to school, you go to work, you sit in your office, you come home. It's a routine. Right. So we're not building in any lifestyle practices or rituals, as I call them. We're just basically living off of habits and routines that burn us out. So this is where I talk a lot about in my book, The Anatomy of Well-Being, how to bring in uh, rituals into your 24 hours of your day. So you're living with more intentionality, more purpose, and that leads to more happiness and more joy. That's that's where we should all be thinking about. And, and you can start small with this. It doesn't have to be like, all right, I need to change everything. Start with one small thing. Like I'm telling you, I'm still getting messages from these women who attended these five days. They're like, I'm still doing this ritual and I'm finding it so helpful. And I didn't realize how breathing more efficiently or doing this would help my body. So it's really... Looking at what you're feeling, listening to your body, and building in places to have this kind of, all right, this is what I need most today. Okay. So what does your ritual look like? I'm curious. (laughs) I've got lots of rituals. Take us in your day. I need a cheat sheet. Let me write this stuff down. Depending on the day, um, I definitely have a morning practice of walking out in the sun. Okay. Just to get that in, I'm usually listening to either a good podcast, like wake up and read the labels or some other podcast Hmm. or an audio book. And that's, I usually don't see or do meetings or have clients before 12 noon because my morning part of my day is my day. Like I set myself up for what I'm going to eat for the day. So I might do a little quick food prep. So then at the end of the day, I have all the ingredients that I need to keep me nourished. I also, depending like on Monday nights or um, I make sure to have some kind of ritual where Mondays are my busiest days when I'm seeing patients. So energetically, that's a lot of energy for me from them. And to kind of balance that out, I have a ritual of if it's in the winter time, I might do Epsom salt baths, or I usually do an infrared sauna mm-hmm. to kind of separate what's going on between work life and personal life. 
and also to heal my cells, right? Because infrared saunas and Epsom salt baths, these are all things that are going to nurture your cells, kind of rejuvenate them, give them the things that they need. Okay. So that's just a few. So it just depends on the day. And that's the thing is when you have rituals that you understand what they're for and how they impact your body, you can be very flexible with them. You can be seasonal with them. It's not a very rigid, like, this is what I'm going to do at 5 a.m. And this is what I'm going to do at 6 a.m. It's more of tuning into what you need for that day. Yeah. And and by doing these things like infrared, getting out in the sun, giving your body the right nutrition, is this leading to removing toxins? Is that what you're trying to do? Like, what what is this doing? Yeah. So this is re- leading to overall well-being, right? So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we all want to feel good. Yep. We want to be happy and we want to really perform at our best, right? So why would we make our life harder than it has to be? So if we can place in things that help ease our daily stress burdens, I think that would be of great benefit. So ultimately, it's it's to make your life easier. It's not about doing more. It's about the intentionality of what you do actually creates more space and time for you because you're able to function better. Okay, love it. What is the toxin removal system? I know you talked about that earlier. Yeah, so our body is actually quite impressive when you understand what's going on in the body. So our body has multiple toxin removal systems. You can think of your skin, which is the biggest organ. And if you're not sweating, you're definitely not removing toxins. You can think of your kidneys as they uh, flush out toxins when we go to the bathroom. And Kidney health is very important. Um, Part of that is staying hydrated. So your kidneys are functioning as optimally as they can, reducing sodium, which can affect your uh, kidney function. And then our digestive system, of course, we know, you know, if you're not moving your bowels regularly and with ease, something is off. Your liver is responsible for metabolizing a lot of ingredients between toxins, medications, different things that you're putting in it. So the liver breaks that down so then your GI tract or your kidneys can remove it from the body. So keeping your liver healthy and happy is very important. And guess what affects liver health? Alcohol and all our pain medications we're on, right? So your liver is not going to be functioning so well if you're focused on incorporating those. Of course, our respiratory system is responsible for helping us bring oxygen into our blood cells that then circulates to the rest of our body. But it's also responsible for removing toxins from carbon dioxide out of our system. So we're having toxins leave. And then ultimately, our lymphatic system, which is connected to all of our lymph nodes, is very important. So we do have these six toxin removal systems. So we want to nurture them. We want to care for them. We don't want to overtax them or overburden them. Yeah. And so are you in agreement to the food additives? And what I say is all those weird words in our food that we don't recognize and we can't pronounce, they're prohibiting the natural toxin removal system from functioning properly. Is that right? Absolutely. If our body can't recognize it, then it doesn't know what to do with it. So it does one of two things. It either builds up somewhere and causes a health issue down the road. And where do toxins like to build up? They like to build up in adipose. So the more adipose you have, 
that toxins like to cushion that adipose and damage those cells. So that is definitely um, a case. Um, it, it depends on the different additives, but at the end of the day, they're not natural. And when we have access, okay. many of us do have access to food that is real food. Even if you can't get organic or um, uh, farmer's market food, um, most grocery stores now do have frozen vegetables, you know, mm -hmm. that are peaked at uh, like frozen at the peak season. So you're able to get more nutrients in than saying, oh, I don't have access to it. I remember when I was driving cross country, I stopped somewhere to get a sandwich and it was in Kansas mm. and they had nothing for me because basically all they had was meat. And I asked them, I'm like, well, don't you have any lettuce or tomatoes? I can just make a lettuce tomato. They're like, no, we don't keep that here because we would buy it and it would go bad because one, nobody wanted it and it just doesn't stay as long. So that stop had no food for me. So it's just a very interesting thing is that we as consumers are also driving what's available, Yeah. right? So if you keep going and buying these things that are not good for your health, guess what? The store goes, oh, this is selling a lot. Let me order more of that cereal or let me order more of those crackers because this is selling. So the store wants to make money. So they're going to put on the shelves what you're buying. But if you stop buying those things and stop purchasing this stuff, then they'll be like, oh, wait a minute. This is going bad. I'm not going to reorder this. This is off the shelves and this is what I should be getting. So we as consumers have a little bit of responsibility as well. Absolutely. I love that you said that. It is, it's, doesn't ring more truth than that. So many people are like, well, I can't find this. And well, here's the end of it is that the food industry is what it is. One, because they've definitely allowed the consumer to be confused and to lose touch with what food actually is. And our options have normalized that what we're being served is food. And it's just, it's just not food. So for anybody listening, if you don't feel well, you have symptoms you're going to your doctor, you're only getting prescribed medication, know that it's probably something deeper, such as your cellular health, your cellular care. You can check out Dr. Monisha's book, which is called The Anatomy of Wellbeing, Intentional Practices to Embrace Your Body's Unique Design and Revitalize Your Health. And then tell me, Dr. Monisha, like, who do you recommend reads this book? How can it help them? And tell me about your your programs. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking, Jen. So anybody that's really ready to go, all right, I am here on this planet Earth to live my best life. And I'm going to do it as a healthy individual should read this book. The feedback I've been getting so far from the book is there's a lot of health and wellness books out there. And you read and you read and you read and at the end, it's like, okay, now what do I do? My book from other view, uh, reviewers have set, basically said, you read the book and you know what to do a page later. Wow. You read another page. You're like, oh, I can do this. So everything in my book is meant to be actionable and it's meant to be personalized. It's not one of those one and done. Like I, I have somebody who told me I'm going through it a second time. She's like, I read through it. And now I'm going through and picking out the things that are relevant to my symptoms and my health so I can build my 24-hour day into a more intentional day and a more intentional life. So I would say anybody who really wants to live their best life and their healthiest life should be reading this book. 
Additionally, um, I do have a program based off of the book because at the end of the day, I know it's hard to change your habits and to have the guidance for somebody to walk you through that. So I have the Lifestyle Design Lab where I help you redesign your lifestyle with all the tools that I'm sharing in the book. But more importantly, what everything everyone's looking forward to is the Functional Culinary Medicine Live Cooking Classes, which is totally fun. Um, when we get to cook together and you get to see how easy it is. I like to cook quick, but I like to cook nutritiously, right? So how can we add 10 ingredients that are all beneficial for our health in a short amount of time? Because we are all busy. That's really what I have for you. And you can check me out at drbenote.com. Cool. I love it. We'll link everything below. I'm curious, have you prepped anything for meals today? Absolutely. So today, what you got on the menu? On the menu today, I have a chickpea and potato one pot curry with a lot of fresh herbs in it that I'm going to have with some yogurt and some gluten free rice breads. Nice. What kind of yogurt do you use? I do a dairy-free yogurt. Um, I have a yogurt maker that I will use sometimes, but coconut yogurt or almond milk yogurt usually. Yeah. Okay. For everybody listening, some of my favorite brands is Kalina yogurt, Coco June yogurt, and I love coconut cult. They're all good. No, no inflammatory or no refined sugars, I should say, or preservatives. So, Well, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. And I hope everybody listening, you know now that you can take control a little bit more, become your CEO of your health. Stop being on autopilot. Just listen to your body because no one knows your body better than you. So thanks so much for joining this morning, Dr. Monisha. Know that we'll talk soon, okay? Yeah, thank you so much, Jen. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wake Up and Read the Labels. If you like this episode, guess what? We want you to share it. We'd love that. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you're listening to your podcast. For more information, visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com. Hold up. 